You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. This bulletin, First Nations education leaders are calling for an increase in funding for Indigenous-run education. Bill Shorten says senior coalition ministers and former Prime Minister Scott Morrison may be brought before the Robodebt Commission. And the Greens have accused the government of undoing their own climate legislation. First Nations education leaders are calling for an increase for an increase in funding for Indigenous-run education. The Closing the Gap report indicated a record high percentage of Indigenous enrollments in preschool programs with almost 97% of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children enrolled a year before beginning school. It also revealed an increase, an increasing proportion of 6 out of 10 Indigenous children are not developmentally ready for school. The chair of SNAKE, the Secretariat of National Aboriginal and Islander Child Care, Catherine Lido, says the solution is to invest in more Indigenous early learning centres. It's a really simple solution, and that simple solution is to invest in community-controlled responses. So that means the development of our own early learning centres. We know that those areas that have access to Aboriginal community-controlled services have more children attending and get better developmental outcomes. The Western Australian Supreme Court has ruled a teenage boy was unlawfully locked in his cell for up to a day at a time at Perth's Banksia Hill Detention Centre. Prompting calls for more culturally appropriate trained officers, Justice, Justice Paul Toto says the boy's treatment was not authorised under the Young Offenders Act despite the, fa- the facility's inadequate staffing. Justice, Justice Toto described such confinement as severe and warned it could result in considerable harm. In a case brought by the Aboriginal Legal Service of Western Australia, the court found the boy had unlawfully spent 20 hours or more of each day locked in his cell on more than 25 occasions between January and July this year. The boy was aged 14 when he was first detained but turned 15 while on remand. An estimated 31,000 Australian workers are calling in sick every day because of the debilitating symptoms of long COVID. Treasury data given to News Corp papers show 12% of uh, the labour force is staying home sick because of the long-term effects of uh, the virus. It comes as New South Wales and Victoria report a combined 8,580 cases of coronavirus with 5,645 and 2,935 new infections respectively. New South Wales reported 1,780 people in hospital with the virus, while Victoria reported 386. Victoria reported 25 deaths of people infected with COVID-19, while New South Wales reported 22. Meanwhile, Treasurer Jim Chalmers flagged tackling the impact of long COVID will be on the table at next job at next week's jobs jobs summit. Government Services and NDIS Minister Bill Shorten says there is a 
Government Services and NEIS Minister Bill Shorten says there's a good case for senior coalition ministers, including former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, to be brought before the Royal Commission into robo-debt. The Royal Commission will examine the controversial welfare system which measures a person's average income to claim almost $2 billion from more than 400,000 welfare recipients and was ruled unlawful by a federal court in 2019. The opposition leader Peter Dutton has called the Royal Commission a witch hunt by the government to score political points. Bill Shorten says the coalition shouldn't try to defend the indefensible. For four and a half years, they stubbornly and stupidly defended uh, an unlawful scheme. So uh, at some point, I think for closure for the victims and also to make sure that it it can't happen again, it would be important, I think, for the responsible people who created and ran RoboDebt to explain why they did this. New South Wales Building Commissioner David Chandler has reversed his decision to quit less than two months after handing in his his resignation. Mr Chandler's surprise departure in early July was linked to the dismissal of then-trading minister Ellen Petinos after bullying accusations emerged from her office. It was revealed on Thursday that Mr Chandler's resignation letter was sent to Premier Dominic Perrottet just four hours before the Premier sacked Ms Petinos. Customer Service Minister Victor Dominello announced on Friday Mr Chandler would stay in his role as New South Wales Building Commissioner until August next year. The federal government has reported earmarked It earmarked $75 million for mitigation measures for New South Wales communities hit by this year's devastating floods. The money for levy improvements, warning equipment and other resilience measures will be announced today by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. The funding will go to the 62 local government areas hit by flooding in February and March this year. Mr Albanese is attending a bush summit of community leaders, farmers, industry and MPs including New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet in Griffith, New South Wales. The Greens have accused the government of undoing their own climate legislation after announcing more than 46,000 kilometres of ocean would be open to oil and gas exploration. Resources Minister Madeleine King announced the government would release 10 sites off the coast of Victoria and the Northern Territory, as well as Western Victoria, for possible future projects to secure energy supply. The Greens have been advocating for a moratorium on all future fossil fuel projects. Leader Adam Bant told ABC Radio his party will still support the government's climate bill in the Senate, but the move is concerning. You don't end the climate wars by opening new coal, oil and gas projects. And we are talking about huge um, climate-blowing projects, both in offshore waters that are being spoken about um, this week, but also the other 114 coal and gas projects that are on the books at the moment. California plans to require all new cars, trucks and SUVs to run on electricity or hydrogen by 2035. The decision by the California Air Resources Board came two years after Governor Gavin Newsom first directed regulators to consider such a policy. If the goal is reached, California would cut emissions from cars in half by 2040. Governor Newsom says California will be the first in the world to do this. 
we will be the first jurisdiction in the world to require all new cars to be sold to be alternative fuel cars. And here's why it's significant. Besides being a game changer in terms of our climate and our energy leadership, it's a game changer in another respect that the car manufacturers themselves are celebrating and embracing it, including Toyota today, not just Ford and GM. Mr. Newsom has pledged to spend billions to boost zero-emission vehicle sales, including adding charges in low-income neighborhoods. The policy still needs federal approval, but that's considered very likely under Democratic President Joe Biden's administration. White House briefing, Press Secretary Karine, Karine Jean-Pierre says President Joe Biden has reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to Ukraine during a call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky a day after the six-month mark of the war with Russia. So the president reiterated the United States' support for Ukraine as they defend themselves from Russian aggression, including yesterday's announcement of nearly $3 billion uh, in weapons and equipment. He congratulated Ukraine as it marked a particularly significant Independence Day this week and shared his admiration for the people of Ukraine and its armed uh, forces as as they continue to inspire the world with their dedication of The two leaders also reiterated their call for Russia to return full control of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant to Ukraine and for the International Atomic Energy Agency to be given access to the plant. Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered a major build-up of his country's military forces in in an apparent effort to replenish troops that have suffered heavy losses in six months of bloody warfare and prepare for a long, grinding fight ahead in Ukraine. COVID-19 vaccines that have been modified to better match today's Omicron threat are expected to be rolled out in a few weeks. Pfizer and Moderna both asked U.S. regulators to authorize modified versions of their booster vaccine. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration is evaluating what scientists call a bivalent vaccine with a decision expected soon. The FDA's vaccine chief, Dr. Peter Marks, says the tweaked boosters could help right away. By changing uh, the composition of what is in these boosters, uh, we are able to elicit and essentially refresh the immune response so that it will hopefully do a better job uh, of uh, eliminating uh, the uh, virus The variant BA.5 is currently causing nearly all COVID-19 infections in the U.S. and much of the world. But current COVID-19 vaccines match the coronavirus variant that circulated in early 2020. And to sport, veteran Cronulla prop Aidan Tolman has announced his decision to retire from rugby league. The 33-year-old, who is the eldest and most experienced player in the NRL with 314 games under his belt, says he only came to the decision earlier this week. His retirement follows the decision of teammate and fellow front rower Andrew Fifita on Tuesday to leave the club at the end of the season. Tolman made his debut in 2008 for Melbourne and enjoyed a 10-year stint at Canterbury before linking with the Sharks in 2019. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day and a top of 31, Perth, sunny 21, Adelaide, partly cloudy 16, Melbourne, cloudy 15, Hobart, partly cloudy 15, Canberra, similar conditions 16, Wollongong, a shower of 217, Sydney, 
showers 18 degrees, Newcastle similar conditions and 19, Brisbane mostly sunny 22, Townsville mostly cloudy 24, Keynes partly cloudy 27, Alice Springs mostly sunny 20, Darwin sunny 33 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands are mostly cloudy there and the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.